small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Welcome, everyone. This is Startup BizCast number 85. I'm your host, Steve Mullen, president of Endgame Public Relations. Startup BizCast is produced by Endgame Public Relations, a social media PR firm based in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about the firm and its corporate podcast production service, please visit endgamepr.com. Before we get started on this week's advice, I have a couple of announcements and also wanted to talk about a couple of listener feedback notes I've received since the last episode. The first announcement, if you're a member of the Startup BizCast group on Facebook, I'm hoping you can do me a favor. I'm converting the group into a fan page. Now, unfortunately, Facebook doesn't let you just switch from one to the other. You have to create a new page and then bring your group members over there. So if you're a group member and you haven't found the page yet, please take a moment to visit StartupBizCast.com and click on the Find Us on Facebook badge. That will take you straight to the fan page, and then you can just click on Become a Fan. I will not be updating the group with new episodes or information anymore, and at some point, when I think most people have made the transition, I'll just shut it down. Another announcement, if you're in the Central Virginia area, I'd love for you to come down to Charlottesville on May 12th. I'll be doing the keynote presentation at a workshop organized by the U.S. Small Business Administration. I spoke at one of these last month, and the response was so good, they asked me to come back. The good news is the workshop is free. Check out the show notes for this episode on the Startup BizCast blog, and I'll have a link where you can get some more information. Okay, let's move on to listener feedback now. Over the past few weeks, I've gotten two notes from listeners that just made my day, and I wanted to take a moment to thank the writers of that feedback. Last month, I got an email note from Daryl, who's been thinking of starting a new restaurant. He says Startup BizCast is his favorite podcast. Also, more recently, I received a note through Twitter from Brian, who says he thinks Startup BizCast is one of the best business podcasts out there. A big thanks to Daryl and Brian. Obviously, I love getting feedback like that, and it just made my day to get those. If you'd like to send a note via email, Twitter, or, or a voicemail even, stick around until the end of the show, and I'll tell you how. Time now for this week's Startup BizCast small business advice segment. This week's episode is about using technology to change and improve the way we go about business. Every day we hear about another cool advance in technology, whether it's on the internet or some kind of new hardware, and smart people are finding ways to use these tools to improve productivity and even make more money. I have a few examples of what I'm talking about, and then I have a guest with another cool example. The first thing I thought about is Twitter. I talked a lot about Twitter in the last episode, but really it's an outstanding tool for networking. I've met people on the service I would never have had a chance to learn from otherwise. In-person networking groups like BNI are still valuable, but Twitter's a great supplement to face-to-face meetings. Now, I actually put a note out on Twitter asking for more examples of new tech helping us with old tasks. A good friend named Jeff Kraus had three good ones that he sent me. Jeff's first example was using LinkedIn as your Rolodex. Most people give their contact info on LinkedIn, so really, if you're connected to most of the people you know or that you do business with, a combination of that service and maybe a cell phone contact list will allow you to toss those paper Rolodex cards in the trash, if you haven't already. Another example from Jeff was the online calendar. He said it surprises him when he sees people who have actual paper calendars hanging on their office walls, when online calendars are so much better. The final example from Jeff was using Flickr to share business-related pictures with colleagues or clients. You can use the service for much more than posting pictures of your vacation. You can post a product image or whatever and share it with everyone at once. They won't have to download the digital image or wait for mail to deliver an actual printed picture. 
Another example came from Jen Capstraw via Twitter, who's also an old friend of mine. She said email blasts can do a much better job than direct mail because they're cheaper and you can get all kinds of great data. Still another example came via email to me some weeks back. There's a company called Spartex, that's S-P-A-R-T-X at Spartex.com, that offers online versions of your business cards. I'd imagine they'd be useful in the social media world. Now let's bring in our guest for the week, who has one additional example of creatively using technology. David Marks is the owner of the local Prequence franchise in Richmond, Virginia, which is where I'm located. Prequence is a company that helps realtors use cell phone texting technology to more efficiently learn who is interested in the houses they're trying to sell, and to get information to those potential buyers, no matter what the time of day or night. David, welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Now, David, this week we're obviously talking about ways that technology can help small businesses do things they've been doing for years and years. I mentioned online business cards and some other things. Prequence is another great example for realtors. Tell us about what this service does. Well, Prequence is a lead generation tool, and it also helps realtors track their marketing. Basically, we place a sign, the realtor places a sign in front of their property, and every sign has an individual code. A home shopper or a home buyer drives by, they see the sign, they text the, the code to a SMS number, which is also on the sign, and within about 10 seconds, they get information back about the property, including the address, the price, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, square footage, the agent's name and phone number, which they can click on right away and access the agent. And if they have a web-enabled phone, they get additional information as well as up to 12 pictures that the agent has downloaded about the property. So it sends a link to like a little microsite? It sends a link to the Prequence website, yes. This is obviously a tough time for realtors, so anything that can help them is a good thing. What kind of results have you seen from this? One of my best cases is a local realtor. She's had five listings for three months, and she's had over 30 calls on the five listings which for the realtor can turn into 30 potential buyers as well as 30 potential sellers. So she can actually, you know, over the course of a year, if this keeps up, she can pick up, you know, anywhere from 60 to 100 leads on people that are interested in either buying or selling a house. Now, how do those numbers compare to what she had gotten previously, uh, you know, without this? I guess she was having people looking at the houses, but she just didn't know it. But she has no way to track. That's where, that's the difference between the cell, between the, what we call the cell tour, using the, the text messaging, which actually captures the phone number of the home shopper, of the buyer. And it sends the agent an immediate email letting the agent know that they have had a property inquiry from, and it gives the phone number of the, the shopper. By virtue of the sign, it says for additional information, text the code to 98344. It also removes that shopper from the do not call list for the realtor. Now, that's interesting. What can they do with that number? And I suspect, I know that when I saw this portion of the service myself, I started to get a little bit nervous. You know, what are they going to do with my phone number? What is generally done with that phone number? Generally, they're going to follow up by phone, or they could follow up by text message. And that's the extent of it. 
Okay. Is there any kind of agreement involved there? Or is it really, you know, once you've done this, you've basically agreed to let them use that phone number for their marketing? Well, they don't use it for the marketing. The, the basic idea is that they would follow up. Uh, you know, the realtors have had all kinds of reaction, both positive and negative. They get some calls that are not returned, you know, being, being perfectly honest. So the, 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 the seller, is, the, 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 sh- the shopper is still in control. And what happens is most of the realtors, I think if they try once or twice, and they don't get a response, they're just going to forget it. And once again, like you said, the uh, the shopper is under no obligation no. to return the call or, or give the realtor any information at all, I guess. Absolutely none. And they the realtor has a phone number. They don't have a name. So, you know, the realtor, all the realtor has is a cell phone number. The great technology tool, David Marks from Prequence. Thanks for being on the show this week. Steve, thanks for having me. Prequence has franchises in 30 cities in the U.S. You can learn more at Prequence.com. That's P-R-E-Q-U-E-N-C-E. And also thanks to Jeff and Jen for helping me out on this episode. If you have a question, comment, or feedback for me, there are a number of ways to get in touch. My favorite is to leave a voicemail that I can use in a future episode. The voicemail number is 206-350-7905. That's 206-350-7905. You can also follow me on Twitter and send a note through there. My Twitter handle is Steve Mullen, all one word, S-T-E-V-E-M-U-L-L-E-N. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the Startup Bizcast blog. That's a wrap for episode 85 of Startup Bizcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.